what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to a tired episode. Jeez Louise. Honkers Florian. This is a pretty exhausted episode uh, of Audible Podcast today. I'm your host, uh, once again, uh, the Woody Man, the man that shall never be named. What's going on, y'all? It's been a, it's been a, a, a hot ass a couple of days. Uh, we just getting into fall, so uh, I figured it'd be nice with the weather change. Yeah. Uh, come in and talk a little shit for a little bit. Uh, it's supposed to be feeling real good today, uh, out of Texas. Uh, real good uh, for us means uh, 70, and you could possibly stand in the shade. So hopefully some good things come out of that. More, more than likely not. Uh, I just kind of want to get directly into it. There's just so much going on. Sports is is, is, is back. Uh, we got, we got well, not sports is not all the way back, but basketball training camp is near. Uh, NFL, we in uh, like week two. I haven't uh, been watching. Um, I'm on a halfway strike, but I'm going to, I'm not on a halfway strike. I'm on a, it's about an 85% strike still, but I want to go over a list because I I keep seeing uh, a certain person's name in a top quarterbacks list. And it's been happening for like the last six years, which means quite possibly uh, this may be the worst era of quarterbacks. These last, think about the last, it's probably longer, but let's say last five years. You know what I mean? The last five years, uh, look at, Look at the New York football giants, right? Before they had Daniel Jones, they had my dog Eli, uh, full Mr. Full Hands, uh, Eli, because he got hands on his feet. He got hands on his hands, but it's backwards. Uh, if you black, the black parts is in the palms. That's how his hands is apparently when he throws the football. Uh, toward the end, well, pretty much every year that wasn't a Super Bowl year when it. Tuned, he turned into a quarterback much better than Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not sure how that how that works, but uh, you 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 see Chicago with all their troubles. Um, ever they've never actually had a good quarterback. Um, you see Detroit, who has new troubles uh, now with Jerry Goff. Uh, even though he's been playing all right, I won't give him too much shit. But you just have terrible, terrible quarterbacks, right? We've always had the, which is, you know, which is why I'm at like an 85% um, strike. We've had the, the discussion, you know, uh, with Cap, who I do not think was a, a, a like a great or good quarterback. I thought he was feasible. Um, but if you're going to tell me that Mike Glennon Jr., who's the backup for the Giants, or Mitch Trubisky, who's the backup for Buffalo, or Nathan Peterman, who's the current backup for the Raiders, who's behind another bad quarterback, uh, who, who's right now rated as the number. So, so if Derek Carr, this is only week two, so we're not going to go too crazy here, but the fact that he's even that high is, is pretty uh, rude, I'd say. Uh, so if Derek Carr is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL, then what's going on in the NFL? If Kirk Cousins is number six, if most top 10 quarterback lists, right? So you may think it's just you that's tripping. 
Like, wait, I thought Kirk Cousins was trash. Well, he is. But somehow, he's a top 10 quarterback. And you want to know why? Because he's a top 10 quarterback. This is just the worst era of quarterbacks that we've had maybe in our lifetime. Um, In the 90s, uh, we had, you know, Steve Young, your Troy Aikman, you got the later, the latter years of uh of Joe. You're the a little bit of the latter years of Dan Marino. Um mid and the latter years of uh, John Elway. In the late nineties, we got Peyton and um really anybody else? Uh Swarm Moon uh crept up in the nineties. Just a lot of cats. Uh, in the 90s that I can think of. What can I think of? A lot of a quarterback from the 90s. Hold up. Let me uh, let's go stand it. I don't really need to go look at like rosters. I should like know Jim Kelly. I could just know from the teams. Jim Kelly. So we can go for the AFC East. So Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. Patriots is like Scott Zolak and uh, Andrew Bledsoe. Then Drew in the 2000s lost his job. Uh, Jets Vinny Testaverde, uh, the Raiders, I have no idea. Rich Gannon was more like 2000s. Um, Broncos at Elway. The Chiefs, uh, Dan Marino for one year uh, when he left the 49ers. And he kind of had his, uh, I, I, I compared it to somebody else in the NBA, when he left their team. And they still took him to the to the playoffs. Uh, I compared it to somebody. I forgot who that was. Chargers had Stan Humphreys, who was okay-ish. Um, Steelers really didn't have anybody. Um, Ravens wasn't a thing. Late 90s, there was a thing. But it was Trent Dilfer. Maybe we've always had bad quarterbacks. Well, the AFC wasn't really popping in the 90s. Uh, it was more of an a, a NFC time. AFC's been popping. Pretty much the last 20 years. It's kind of like that in the, the NBA as well. If you notice, there's been spurts of uh, Eastern Conference teams uh, winning, mostly through, you know, through LeBron in Miami and and through um, Cleveland. But it's really been a Western Conference-dominated league in the NBA. Um, and the 90s was dominated, obviously, by Eastern Conference team. Eastern Conference teams were just seen as, uh, I assume, most superior. If we look at the rosters, it's probably not the case with how good Utah was, not good um, uh, Seattle was and Houston was and San Antonio was. But the rivalries with Jordan and everybody else just carried. They, they've, they've carried stronger. The Pacers and Knicks rivalries have carried stronger than most 90s Western Conference uh, rivalries. And it's like that in football. The 90s was dominated and the 80s was dominated um, by the Eastern Conference. Just like in the 80s, that's, that's kind of crazy. On the 80s and 90s, the East for the NBA and then the NFC for the NFL that really dominated the championships. Then at the, the 2000s, literally at 2000, when Jordan left, it switched. And San Antonio jumped in. And then the Lakers. And it just kind of became about all. Because in the 2000s, we can't even think of any playoff series from the East that, that we kind of care about. You know, that was, you know, uh, 
LeBron versus, you know, uh, Detroit. But we remember, like, specific maybe moments. I, you know, that's just me. I don't remember many uh, series. Um, and it shifted like that in the NFL. If you look at the AFC, there's 2000. We just remember a lot of Patriots games. Patriots, Ravens, Patriots, Raiders. Um, I, I, it's kind of weird how that just shifted. At the same time, Jordan left. Brady came in. The 90s wasn't kind of, well, the Dodgers was kind of dominated by two teams. And then the late 90s, the Packers kind of came on a little bit. But the, the 90s was dominated by the Cowboys and the, and the 49ers. And the AFC, you don't really, you don't even really, really care, unless you're a team in the AFC. But, you know, most of the, the better players, Barry Sanders, Emmy Smith, Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice, they was all in the, it's all in the NFC. So for the 90s, uh, Washington, I do not remember. It was like Mark Ripken, maybe. He's terrible. Eagles, a little bit of uh, Randall Cunningham. So Donovan McNabb will balance that off. The Cowboys, Troy Aikman, who was terrible, but they will win the championships. Uh, the Giants had like Jeff Hosteller, who's terrible. Maybe, I think we just probably had always had bad quarterbacks. Maybe all this time, it's only been five good quarterbacks. Maybe that's how it's always been. Because I'm looking at these teams. Look at the NFC West. Um, in the 90s, the divisions were were different. The Rams, uh, at the early 90s, the Rams were in a division with, because they, uh, they were still the L.A. Rams originally. But they were, the, they were with the Falcons, 49ers, the Saints. Fucking cuckoo cuckoo for the Saints and Falcons and then the Panthers to be in a division with the 49ers because they were all terrible teams in the 90s. And the 49ers was just a dominant team, so they had an easy-ass division for pretty much the entire 90s. Um, and then now, 49ers have struggled because they're in the most competitive division in the fucking... I'm glad that changed. Fuck the 49ers. But... Uh, 49ers, you had uh, Dan Marino. You had a little bit of Steve Young. Steve Young didn't play that long. Um, in hindsight, he didn't really play that long. And um, so toward the end, you had more Jeff Garcia. If y'all remember the late 90s, um, Jeff Garcia, T.O. type of action. Uh, the Rams, I remember the wide receiver was Henry Ellert. I don't, Chris Everett at one point. And then, of course, you had uh, Kurt Warner coming at the end. Uh, the Cardinals, Kurt Warner was the 2000s. I do not remember. I know they had Jake Plummer at one point when they drafted Jake Plummer, but the Cardinals is a, a pretty um, overall awful franchise, but more along the 2000s, they've been coming along. Early 2000s, since they went to that Super Bowl, they would have just been coming on as a, as a better team and a better franchise. Um, so is the Seahawks. The Seahawks before in the nineties and eighties. Eighties they were good. Nineties uh, they were awful. And the two thousands they've just been. Uh, they've established themselves as a competitive franchise. Uh, I like how these franchises kind of, you know, made a made a turn. Some franchises are in and out. Some are always trash. Uh, the Packers have always been uh, competitive even throughout the nineties. Obviously, when you have. Two of the top 10, maybe two of the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks of all time. Not sure what a lot of people put breath off, but uh, I'll just say top 10 just to you know say it. But um, we got two of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, and they're back to back. 
And actually, if you go top 15, you might have um, three of the four, because I'm not sure who was in, in between Boston. Probably a lot of people, but um, it's good to have two fucking legendary quarterbacks back-to-back motherfuckers. Bears have never had a good quarterback, so we can uh, that's not really hard. Jim, uh, Jimmy, man, he, he wasn't a, a great quarterback. wasn't a good quarterback. Um, Vikings, a little bit of the same. They had, uh, you know, some kind of ham, Cole Pepper, Brad Johnson action toward the late 90s. But, yeah. Uh, I like Cole Pepper, but, you know, in hindsight, you know, what was it? Um, the Lions, uh, Scott Mitchell, um, average quarterback. Uh, Buccaneers were awful. They had Steve Young. They traded him. I do not remember a wide, not a wide receiver, a quarterback after that. But they, they had to be trash because so it don't matter. Uh, Panthers, you could just say trash quarterback because if Cam Newton is the only good quarterback um, they've ever had. But in the 90s, it was Kerry Collins. And then uh, got a little triggered there for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, Kerry Collins, Chris Winkie, and Rodney Pete. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to put two fists and four on, uh, through this computer desk, uh, like motherfucking Bruce Banner right now. Now that I just say that to myself, as it like, cause in, like fandom in general, right? I've gotten away from it, and I'm glad that we're talking about baseball while I like baseball so much right now. And I'll give my, you know, controversial opinion on baseball. But I just named Kerry Collins, Chris Winkie, Rodney Pete. And then after that was Jake DeLone, right? So this is the team. As a child, I chose this team. You know, even as a child, I was fair. As a kid, I was fair. I was very fair. I've always been reasonable, rational, maybe too rational sometimes. I've always been rational, right? So let me tell y'all a story. I probably told this story before. So when I was a kid, I wasn't a Saints fan. I was a huge football fan. I've always uh, played football. Um, from I remember pl- catching a football literally in my head. I, I don't remember much being fucking one-two. I remember playing football at one-two years old. Football has always been my thing, right? Not lately, but as a kid, uh, in the, uh, you couldn't. I've been to everything. I used to go to football events. Um, if you from New Orleans, maybe I don't know. You, you know how they did this, but if you got perfect attendance in school, right? We used to get these little markers, and they used to mark our things every day. You come in if you got perfect attendance. I think it for like two months, and I had to go to school anyway. My mom wouldn't let me not go to school. It just you know it's. I'm try out. Your boy had to go to school every day, uh, which is why I hate school now. So thanks for that. Which is why I refuse to take any classes to better myself uh, because I was forced to go to school every day. So that was easy and perfect attendance, right? So I met when I was like probably like eight, nine. I'm, I still remember this. Uh, I had everything signed. Lost to Katrina, Jesus Christ. Probably asked the word money. At football cards, I met Deion Sanders. I met Barry Sanders. I met because the 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 Super Bowl was in New Orleans for this is the maybe the Green Bay. I think Green Bay and maybe New England was in New Orleans. 
There was a 90 Super Bowl in New Orleans. And they had, you know, in every town, uh, which is why, you know, people don't, don't talk about these extra events that they do. I'm not sure if they still do them. But players would come in and would meet kids. Obviously, we some poor-ass kids, so underprivileged kids. Um, but we had good grades. We had perfect attendance. You had to come to school to be able to go to this, right? So at least you had perfect attendance. They knew your ass was there. Uh, I think it was for like a, a month. And it wasn't even, it's probably two weeks, three weeks, but a lot of, not a lot of us went. Cause I mean, that's just how it went. You know, some kids didn't, and they couldn't get to school, however it went. Um, so I met all these players and like, I had gloves, I had cards, I had everything. I had a binder full of, uh, football cards. I had motherfucker signing that shit. I met Barry, Dion, Jerry Rice, uh, nigga, Hardy Nickerson. I met everybody. Right. So, I've always just been enamored with, with um with the foosball. So when it was time for me to choose my team, I never was a Saints fan. Like people think, oh, you a Saints fan? The Saints was trash, and you got off me. You know, it's a lot of people that's in it's certain cities, certain places you win. People ask you, how are you not a fan of your own team? Well, I'm one of them because how can you be from New Orleans but not be a Saints fan? It's it's you purposely, you purposely going against the grain. Yes. Uh, so, I like their defense. I used to like Sam Mills. I used to like all them boys because I just like football. But they were trash. I wasn't rooting for a trash team. So, dog, when was this? This is like 90. Three, four, I was probably like five, six, nine, seven. So when the eight maybe eight, when the Panthers came out, I can't even calculate. It's, it's too early. So when new teams came out, it was the Panthers and the Jaguars. Uh, again, if y'all from, I remember going to Schwagmans. We used to go to the one in Shelman in New Orleans. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it now, dog. We didn't have nothing. We didn't have. We used to go have to go to outside the town, outside the city to like hit the grocery store or hit Walmart. Way back in the day, and even now, it's not that many WalMarts. You would think in New Orleans we got like five of them motherfuckers. That's like it feel like it's like three of them. And people gotta go to Shellmet, you know, with like 40 minutes uh to actually get to there in Walmart. You know what I mean? So we go there, and my cousin is a my older cousin's a 49ers fan, and my other cousin is a was a Dolphins fan. And uh everybody else is Saints fans. So I wanted to be fair. And we went in there. I'm like, man, there's new teams coming out. And uh, the machine said, choose your team. You could get a sticker, right? And I pressed one. I did sky blue. I looked at both teams. And I said, sky blue, sky blue. Everybody out except for you. We play it a lot. That's just in my head. Play multiply, it freeze tag. We played all that shit. And that's how I chose the Carolina Panthers. That's what fate led me to. That is all random events. I didn't know it was new teams coming out. I didn't want to go to Schwagman. They asked me, they, they said, did you want to go? I was like, no, I won't go outside. Just like, no, you go on the damn Schwagman. All right. All right. You shouldn't ask me if I had to go anyway. And I didn't choose a bunch of colors because both of the colors was kind of tight. Jaguars wasn't that tight, but it was all right. I'm not sure why it was two cats at the same time. That's a little weird. It's a little generic, right? But I did this out of pure randomness. All, all these events that led to this random, I still remember it. That's how I know it's random because I don't remember. I don't remember. Yes, I don't remember 10 minutes ago. 
But I remember this. So that means fate led me to the deep depths of fan hell, which is why I can't be a fan of anything more. I, this, it's a long story. But the fact that I rooted for Kerry Collins, I rooted for Chris Winkie, who went 0-16, one of the, the most embarrassing sports year of my life, uh, was going to school. No, not 0-16, 1-15. The most embarrassing time of my school life. I had to rip, I had to fire up everybody. All year, from September to February. And I couldn't even recover through the summer. We have to be good or decent next year. I think we're eight and eight the next year. For me, for me to get fire off my back defending these Carolina Panthers as a young age. Because the first week we beat Minnesota, we get the we get the Chris Winkie, we get this nigga from Florida State, this old nigga, this 29-year-old rookie. This nigga was 30 coming out. We beat Minnesota. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Minnesota. I'm like, oh, shit. Went to school. Couldn't tell me a goddamn thing. We lost 15 straight after that. 15. One and one, that's like, all right, we one and one. One and two, all right, we one and two. One and 12. Not so fun. Chris Winkie. 30-year-old rookie. So I hate Florida State, too. Crab man, so I hate the crab man, too. Anybody come to Florida State, I don't like it. Don't like Florida State. Then after that, Rodney peaked. Then after that, Jake DeLong. Yo, <laughs> I'm about to start the fucking podcast here. I'm about to shut it down. What was I doing? What was I thinking? Jake DeLong. Oh, all right, let's get back to the list. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so mad right now. Uh, Saints. You know, the Saints, I got a hilarious story, right? So the Saints, I remember this shit. They was really bucked up. Saints fans are going to be crazy. Danny Wolfel. <laughs> Where did they get Danny Wolfel? <laughs> Woo! I don't know how to spell his name. I put Quarful. Danny Wolfel, right? What's the Danny Wolfel draft, right? The Saints say drafted this man. Why on Pro Football Reference, the New Orleans Saints, like abbreviation, is N-O-R. Who who puts N O R for the New Orleans Saints? Who the fuck is thinking N O R? Who thinking that? Nobody thinking N O R. Stupid ass. That's just stupid. I don't know why I'm already mad. That just pissed me off. Seeing um, Danny Wolfe was the Saints quarterback at at one time. Uh, everybody else in between was. Very garbage. Saints, uh, they wasn't a good team. Uh, uh, then and now, actually. Uh, let's see. Uh, NFL, because uh, that don't matter. Chris Chandler, uh, Vic, and uh, Chris Chandler. I'm not sure even Chris Chandler was there. I remember Chris Chandler got booed out of the building. Um, I remember 
when Chris Chan <laughs> when Vic got drafted though, the fans was cut, was booing Chris Chandler coming on the field. He was booing this man. His wife was in the crowd crying because the whole stadium is booing this man because they want Mike Vick to play. And when Vick got on the first time, <laughs> it's one of the loudest cheers I've ever heard. So disrespectful. Atlanta's is such a uh, Sodom and Gomorrah style disrespectful town. So I guess I guess in every era, there's never top, there's never 10 good quarterbacks. There's never 10 good quarterbacks. Let's say in 1995, it wasn't 10 good quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I mean, all at the same, like if we say NBA, if I say 10 uh, point guards, they're going to be at the, if I give you two, 10 point, at least seven of them are near the same level, right? You got, you got Steph, you got Dane. Uh, Oh, why don't I just go blank? You got Westbrook. <laughs> oh, best point guards. I've been talking about football so long. Here. Not best point guards ever. Best point guards in the NBA right now. Let's pick up our, uh, somebody's random list, right? All right, yeah. So I could just look at the, the top seven right here that just random list got. Now I'll just name them. Steph, Dame, Kyrie, Trey Young, Chris Paul, John Morant, Drew Holiday, right? So clearly... Steph, Damon, Kyrie on a, on a certain level. But I'll still state Trey Young, Chris Paul, John Moran, and, and Drew Holiday. Any of us would take those players on our teams. I had one of them on uh, my team before, two of them, um, on a team that I formerly rooted for. Um, on a five, on the quarterback list is Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. We're at ground zero. We 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 are at, at, at pure madness. So I think this. I think this is a thing. I think this is a thing. I think at any era there have never been seven elite quarterbacks at one time. There have never been seven of them because we're in a passers. Unless there's just too many young ones at the same time, all at one time, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, only a certain amount of teams get to the playoff. Like, at, at the end of the day, it's really like, that's probably what it is. It's probably really like five or six good teams per year to, you know, keep it real. And, and everybody else just kind of sneak, sneak into the playoffs. They got no business in the playoffs. That's probably what it is, but. I'm mad that Kirk Cousins and Derek Cole made that to that list, but even if I look at the the teams again and think of the quarterbacks right now, it's the same way. They're awful. Okay, I, I, all right. I guess I guess some people probably already figured this out, but I'll just crack the code for me. So I'm not aware of other thing I want to talk about. This football just threw me off. Thinking about football just pissed me off because I love it so much. Though I'm telling y'all, football in me, this is a daily thing. Morning, noon. And night, I play football outside. We play touch football, we play throw football, play pitch up tackle. We played every type of football. It's in my veins. But thinking about Chris Winkie 
uh, Kerry Collins and Rodney Peters, really, and Jake DeLong. Like, this is four. That, that, no, like, let's sympathize with me real quick. I don't really, uh, I don't cry a lot enough. Uh, it feels like innocent old me, young kid, child of God. And I step into Kerry Collins, Chris Winkie, Rodney Pete, and Jake DeLome, dog. The full horseman of Apocalypse. Not Ric Flair. This ain't on Anderson and Tully Blanchard, nigga. This is a death, famine, and two other niggas. I would say other niggas. Stealth, invisibility. I don't know what the other niggas. The poison damage, electric damage, fire damage. Are they resistant? Are they weak to anything? I don't know what the other two do. But y'all know they ain't. Ain't no J.J. Dillon around these motherfuckers. Let's pull out a 40 for me real quick, man. Another thing I wanted to discuss. God damn. I really like baseball, y'all. I really like baseball, man. I like baseball. I fuck with baseball. Let me tell you why I fuck with baseball. I fuck with baseball because of how statistically advanced and statistically and analytically. I'm saying, I don't know. I'm saying a lot of big words right now. Start to take it with disrespect. Analytically advanced, these games have become, this, this game in particular has become, over hitting a stick with the ball game. Like, this is literally hit the stick with the ball game. Anybody can play baseball. I can grab a two-by-four and a broken bottle and play baseball. I can grab a pole and a tennis ball and play baseball. But somehow, they figured out how to have 82 different pitchers on the rosters. I got 92 different prospects. They all pitch different. We all use them different. They might come in for one inning, for two innings, just to relieve something. They throwing sliders, curve. You can't even see the baseball. That's how these pitches come. You ever seen a changeup? You see how a slider look? Imagine thinking that thing coming 86 miles an hour. See the curveball? You see how these shits look? Left-handed batters, right-handed batters, ambidextrous batters, left-handed, right-handed pitches. Curve, velocity. Niggas got six pitches. It's just nine innings. Prospects coming up. Oh, yeah, we got we got the two big dogs. If you got a big dog, let's say the Brewers. They got big dogs. They got uh, two, three, two, Peralta, Woodruff. Uh, I thought they had somebody else, but they, they, they bullpen is nice. You know what I mean? Hey, you come in this game. Throw, throw eight innings if you got to. Reliever, come in and preserve the game. You ain't pitch all day. You've been pitching to some nigga in the corner at the at the back of the stadium 
where the balls get hit at you, what you know, they under the stands. And you pitching way over there for eight innings. Now what you come in here and save the game for me. Uh, no, no pressure. Uh, God damn it. It's been a close game all uh, six four. World series on the line. Come here. You ain't do you ain't been doing shit for three hours. And I want you to pitch to these people that are more than warmed up because they've been swinging for three hours. But, and I won't go long about baseball. My hot take for baseball is it's much more tolerable through radio and listening to it because I can see how people were so glued to it um, back when they didn't have TV and even when they got TV and everybody didn't have a TV. The like rituals of the pitchers and the batters and the catchers and the umps, the batter batting up, adjust his hat, adjust his self, put his legs out, stretching. The pitchers come back, he yawn. Ain't nobody trying to see all that shit. We just need the dude in my eardrum telling me how the pitch coming, when it came, who swung at it. It's ball strike. That's all you kind of really need to know. Because when you hear home, when you when there's a home run, you're going to hear it. And that's kind of better than, it's not better than watching it. But just the sound is better than watching. You know what I mean? I think it might be a, a much better radio sport. I think if, if y'all have, if you have baseball on in the background, I think motherfuckers would be into it. You know what I mean? I think it's a uh, just a much better thing to, to for me to hear as a, as a fan. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take about baseball. Maybe somebody else has said that, but that's how I feel about just getting into baseball, getting into stats, and why is there so many stats and analytics? And they're building stadiums to be pitcher stadiums, hitting hitting stadiums. Um, it's it's certain stadiums they block it. You know they they build a certain way to where the wind can't get involved with the hitting. Some people they put the things down so wind can carry it. Like Colorado is really a hitter stadium, elevation, everything else like that. Whereas I think like in San Francisco, it's more of a pitcher stadium. It's you know the weather and everything. It's just all for stick ball bat. It's just a ball. It's just a ball in the bat. Um, and it's turned into something really crazy. So, uh. I've been fucking with it. We'll, we'll see if I stick around. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, I just I got everything. I actually, uh, uh, if somewhat prepared this time, usually I just get on this motherfucking talk. I kind of did do that anyway, but you suddenly want to stop myself. I kind of want to just um, make this a sports when I feel like I talk about everything else except sports. Um, even though that may not be the case, but kind of just felt like that. I want to talk about the 76ers, right? And um, I've ran it on the 76ers uh, plenty of times on my podcast and others. Trill's podcast, um, Soap's podcast, Morse Code, um, and, and, and everywhere else, right? So for years and years, they tanked, right? And it was just trust the process thing, right? Trust the process basically meant we're going to tank every single year and we don't have a system or a, or a real coach. 
but we're going to keep drafting young players and running through them if they don't stick around, right? You had Okafor, you had, uh, I believe, Michael Carter-Williams, you had Fultz, and you've had plenty of other um, Noels, Nerly Noels, top players, top draft picks uh, that have had their careers. Nerlens Noel is in a, a lawsuit for like $70 million. Um, Okafor just took, a, I believe, a, a non-guaranteed contract with somebody. Um, Michael Carter-Williams, I'm not sure. I think he could be in... Uh, no, Phil's is in Orlando. He he was in Orlando at one point. Um, maybe in the last year or two. They have ruined the better parts of these young players' career, right? And uh, we we let this happen every time. We let the Timberwolves do it. We let the Pelicans do it. Um, we let Sacramento do it. Um, we just let them continuously be bad. Even I give well, I don't mind giving them anything. I, I, before I even say that, I'll take it back. Uh, nobody deserves anything. Um, but even with that, we still get this trust the process thing, right? Okay. So they bring in Embiid, who's a generational talent. But he did miss the first three years. Uh, it felt like the first three or four years. From injury, right? So, along with uh, a lot of incomplete seasons, um, I, I'm I know he ain't played eighty games. I wouldn't even look at it. I know he ain't played eighty games. Um, maybe a one or two seventy five. Well, you know what? I, I need to check. I want to check. I want to check. Um, so yeah, he missed the first two years, which is three or four when you don't have your draft pick. Imagine if Zion didn't play the first two years because of injury. We'll still be talking about him getting hurt in the first one. Almost blew the NBA. He, this dude missed two of them. And he came in the next year, 31. Next year, 63. Next year, 64. Next year, 51. Last year, he only played. Well, we, it was a short season. But it was still 72 games. Right? Yeah, it was 72 games. He played 51. So even when it's 82 or 72 games, he only played 51 games. The most games he's played is 64. So him being an incredible talent, offsets that but this is not like this is not what you want ideally Ben Simmons came in and missed the first year Fultz came in and missed the first year Fultz is gone because he couldn't fix his shot in, in Philly and obviously Philly don't have shooting coaches because Ben Simmons is going to do the same thing Fultz went to Orlando, even though it was a short period of time before he got hurt. Uh, Fultz can shoot the ball. It seems like Ben Simmons knows how to shoot the ball because in his first year he was playing, he was shooting the ball. So, 
we have pers- personal accountability. Obviously, these guys are making $160, 70000000 million. So please believe. Uh, you're not hitting a sympathy note for me. It's $160, nigga. Uh, shoot basketball. This is uh, a, a cashew ball in a crate type of game. I just talked about stick ball. This is, this is even easier. It's stick ball. So this ain't no boo-hoo, cuckoo, cachoo for $160 million player, but all of these players are coming from one franchise. They've run through several coaches, run through GMs. And last year, even with a new GM and system in place, they just brought over the, the, the dude who's the former president of basketball operations for Houston. They brought him over to be basketball operations and uh, to run things with Maury and Philly. This team and others is really, I really wanted to talk to about the NBA. Uh, let's see if we can, because this is, this, this is, this is in my spirit right here. This is in my spirit. Miami Heat. Got my pen on right here. I'm trying to think. Who was in the trade uh, rooms? Miami. The 76ers. So I got to look at this. I want to look at this. NBA standings. Uh, Boston. Boston for sure. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing down all these teams. Boston is in there. I don't think Chicago was in it. Utah Phoenix. The Nuggets was in it. Uh, I don't think the Clippers. I don't think the Lakers. I don't know about the Warriors. Spurs. Okay, so... I got five teams here. It was more, but these are the five teams I can think of. Offer up Miami, the 76ers, Boston Nuggets, Spurs. This is what I was y'all gonna figure out. Get. All of these teams, and I'm gonna point out the 76ers because they're going through it right now. The worst with Ben Simmons. All of these teams had James Harden. They had it. They had it. And I know they had it because they could have just given up anything they had besides another star player, and they would have got it. How many draft picks, how many role players, they would have got him. Miami, possibly the worst, because Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero and um, none. Who they wind up letting go out of the three? It wouldn't. None is the dog of the three, which this is. It's just so confusing. And some draft picks, and you didn't trade it for Harden. And now you just get some, you know, O four Detroit ass team try to offset that. We'll see how that go. Boston. Boston makes no trades. Besides trading people out that don't want to be there no more. 
We see Boston in trade rumors. They sign people. When has Boston made a trade mid-year? They're in trade rumors every single year since KG got there. No, since Ray Allen and KG. They've been in trade rumors every single season. And they never actually make trades. The Nuggets, they were in talks for Harden. It would have stripped the team, but you would have Murray, Jokic, and Harden. And Murray got hurt. He still got Harden and Jokic, even if you got a bunch of random niggas. That's a good team. The Spurs, I just remember the Spurs in it. But give up anybody. Trade anybody. And these are the teams that went heavy talks. And and I assume that's because Harden was, you know, wanted to go to a good team. Uh so you know they accommodated that by you know by sending them to the Nets. Who gave up too much? Because the role players. The young role players that you already have on a team, that's what fills out the team. Denver with Harden and Jokic, it's a different dynamic. All you need is defenders around there. With Kyrie and KD, you need, obviously, you saw that. You needed Harden there. You needed more than that. Then with the unfortunately got hurt, that would have helped him out tremendously. But you need Jared Allen instead of DeAndre Jordan. I guess they didn't want to pay him. Okay. I'm not saying Karis Levert is fucking Allen Iverson. But you can use that extra young player. Okay, I guess they probably didn't want to pay him. Okay. But you need these players. And how the 76ers and Ben Simmons and, 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 and Clutch, uh, whoever, the, you know, however they're doing this, hasn't figured that out. When Kimber Walker got traded in the playoffs, why did y'all trade in the playoffs? I've never seen a nigga get traded in the playoffs. I thought it, bruh, I thought it was illegal to trade in the playoffs. We've never seen somebody get traded in the playoffs. Especially a supposed high-level basketball player. You trade in the playoffs. So that means that they could have easily got this done a long time ago. Um, Maybe Rich Paul is not taking their phone calls again. Um, But the NBA Finals, we kind of forgot about it already. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It's kind of moved on. We're kind of ready for a new season. Um, so the fact that they haven't gotten this done, uh, it's, it's very Philly. Even with the new regime, it's very Philly. So that means it's a, a problem with, 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 with ownership as far as the decision-making. Obviously, ownership is where it starts. Um, but I just think they're an awful, awful franchise. And it's very hard to root for a team that tanked 
to get one player that hasn't played 70 games yet. They tanked for like eight years just to get one dude. They didn't do this for Ben Simmons. They didn't do this for Fultz because they're already gone. So they don't even count. They, they gone. Young players, like not even 23. Ben Simmons is probably 22. They did all this for one player. And while he is a great player, um, this nigga played 51 games the last two years, son. That's not how you go. He's not going to win like that. It's not going to go like that. So um, get it together. Stop being bums. And thank y'all for listening. I don't know. I started off negative and then it ramped up. Uh, this, I don't know how I'm gonna sleep on this fucking Rodney P. Chris Winky, uh, Jake DeLome, Kerry Collins thing. But uh, I figured out. Thank y'all for listening, and I will holler. It sound right, boy. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.